I've just about had enough of you. I think you'll be able to respect a husband who's probably pulled the scientific boner of all time. In my case, sir, the question is totally without meaning. Irony, one of the funniest forms of humor. I have made a woman. The tinsmith forgot to give me a heart. Think all is never wrong. Never Hello and welcome to another episode of 50 Years of Shit Robots with Matt Brown. Hello and Stephen Murray. Hello. Now, Stephen, this week's episode, I mean, I, I hate to use the word rehash. Short change. <laughs> Short change episode. <laughs> we are looking at all of the robot films and TV shows in between 1927 and 1977. And we have... We've come to the year 1964, and the next film on the slate is a Christmas film called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Now, um, if, you're, if you've been with us since the beginning, this will be familiar, because our first Christmas, Christmas of 2022, we looked at this film as our Christmas film. So what we're going to do is we are going to play that episode again, but... Because it's not quite a short change episode. We have some new information about the film, which we'll save until the end. Yes? Yes. We have new. We have new intel. But before we get into the film, I thought um, to kind of get get us in the Christmas mood, because it obviously isn't Christmas and we're watching a Christmas film, I thought I would look up Christmas robots. And the thing that came up was Christmas toy robots that are going to be hot this year in 2023. So this is what apparently all of the toy people think we'll be buying for kids this Christmas. So the first one, and I've sent you the little link to this, is called yeah, Roybee. I just watched it, yeah. And Roybee is a kind of like, um, well, Roybee really reminded me of the AI house interface in Megan. Yes. Yes, it's educational. It reminded me a bit of the of Megan as a sort of like a toy because it's a sort of emotional support toy, isn't it? Roybee sees when your child is happy or sad and initiates a friendly Mama. conversation with her. Who's there? Roybee. This hey, emotional support Sophie. leads to happier and more motivated children who perform better in academics. That's the bit that, that I found a, a little disturbing. That it's toy, so disturbing. Toys these days... Uh, have an emotional support element and it just reminds me of like their first attempts at doing this kind of thing with tamagotchis was if you didn't look after it the toy would die yes the thing as well that i thought about this advert in particular which i shall link in the show notes so everyone can see it is how much it looks like a sort of um an advert that is constructed for a, f- a film like a yeah, satire on like for robocop or something yeah, like that exactly exactly for something like that it's so strange and it's so sad as well because it's like it's like the the grown-ups in the in the in the advert all watch their children on a, through a screen it's, so removed from being a parent they've gone beyond being screen ages they're now screen children it's just yeah. terrible just exist on the screen it is a bit like a black mirror yeah I think. oh yeah very much so okay so that's roy b now i've got some others to tell you about i haven't got anything to show you there is a video, again, I will link to it in the show notes. But there are five other AI toys that apparently are going to be big this Christmas, 2023. The first is one called Emo, that's E-M-O, which is a cute desktop Str- robot. Straight in with the emotional support. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
So Emo is, it's very cute and it looks like it's about four inches tall and it sits on your desk and it can move around and it can, you can, and it, actually one thing that made me laugh was in the advert for it. The first question it's asked is what's the weather going to be like? <laughs> which, <laughs> Omega. which goes back to Omega from first spaceship on Venus. And that goes back to Mika asking uh, what the weather's going to be like because we're British. We're British. That's the only thing we can ask. Um, so Emo does look quite cute, although he looks a, definitely like he would, um, given a bit of rogue programming, would, you know, <laughs> jump at your throat and rip it out. <laughs> the next one is called Moxie. And Moxie looks like a creepy babysitter. Then there's one that I think you <laughs> I really thought would be right up your street. Just Google this. Unitree, that's U-N-I-T-R-E-E. And then G O one. Oh. So Unitree Go One is a headless dog. Oh my god. And in the advert there's a bloke who's running and he's going running with his <laughs> headless dog, which I just didn't <sighs> see the point of at all. And he can put it in the boot of his car. Wow. But it where, reminds... where you where you always put headless things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next one is the rather amusingly named Bot Handy. <laughs> uh, now, Bot Handy doesn't have anything to do with bottoms, uh, but it does have everything to do with being handy. Um, it just looks like an extension of the uh, the vacuum cleaner. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, yeah. Where's your cat going to sit on that? <laughs> and then the last one that is apparently set to revolutionise our lives it's the Amazon Astro. What I got from the advert oh, for this. I have actually seen this one, yeah. It's that you can only have it if you've got laminated floors <laughs> and, and live in a massive <laughs> bungalow with no stairs. So there you go. That's what happens when you Google Christmas and robots. So I hope that's... Has that got you in a nice Christmassy mood? Oh, yeah, because my sister has told me that one of my first presents at Christmas was a toy robot, which they wound up and set going, and I screamed and ran under the stairs. That's incredible. And then a half a century later, <laughs> we are we're we're reaping the benefits of that early early psychological Horror. trauma. So let's get into the film. Santa Claus conquers the Martians, a 1964 American movie, uh, a sort of sci-fi comedy film that has uh, become one of the most beloved Christmas movies in America of all time. Uh, just quickly, the plot, before we start playing you the at the episode, the plot is that on Mars, there are some Martians who are named Momar Kimar. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get through it. Momar and Kimar. Uh, Bomar and Germar. Germar, yeah, Germar and Bomar. So, so Momar and Kimar are worried because their children, Germar and Bomar are watching too, too much Earth television. Now, there is something about those names. Tell us about those names. Uh, so, Kimar literally means King Martian because he's yes. the king. Bomar is Boy Martian. I think everybody's now on board. Yes. Germar is Girl Martian, and Momar is Mother Martian. Not I not Kumar. She shouldn't. She be Kumar. Yeah, she should be. If he's Kimar. What yeah. do they name their other children on Mars? You mean like it'd have to be Germar and Bomar 1 and 2 sort of thing? Yeah. If you've got two boys, Bomar and young Bomar. 
or any other family. They they can't just go around calling all the boys Bomar. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, yeah, so the Martians are worried about that their kids are watching too much Earth television, and they are told by uh, the, the sort of wise Martian sage called Chochem that on Mars they've robbed children of of, a, of their childhood. And so they decide to rectify this by kidnapping Santa Claus from Earth and taking him to Mars, um, <laughs> as, as you would. And uh, that's, I mean, that's essentially the plot of the film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. In a nutshell. In a so nutshell. let's now push play on 50 Years of Shit Robots podcast number 11. Santa Claus versus the Martians. Remember, we've got new stuff to tell you about at the end, so make sure you come back. Okay, enjoy. Uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is um, it's deemed one of the worst films ever made. It is the worst holiday film. It's the worst Christmas film ever made. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's no, I'd, to... I'd refuse to believe that. I mean, I've sat through watching four Christmases. Every year, Brad and Kate spend the holidays avoiding their families. No flights are coming in and no flights are going out. This isn't happening. But this year, they'll be forced to celebrate. Hi, Mom. It's my dad. They just saw us on the news. With all of them, four Christmases. You gotta get out of here. Yeah. I can't breathe. I wouldn't do it too. Can we begin at the beginning the of beginning. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Yes. And talk about the theme tune. Oh, the, the catchy 60s song. Yeah, so which is called Hooray for Santa Claus, although they pronounce it irritatingly Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Um, and I, I've, I've done some research, you'll be pleased to know, and it's by Milton De, De Lug, Milton De Lug and the Little Eskimos. <laughs> Incredibly, it didn't chart. It didn't chart because you just want to rip your ears out when you listen oh to God, it. It's awful. And it goes on and on and on. It's at the end of the film as well, just to prove that we both got there. Yeah. It is at the end as well. <laughs> we should have a T-shirt, shouldn't we, saying, I've made it through Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> <laughs> Insanity Claus. <laughs> um what did you think of the way the Martians looked? I think they were going for a bit of a Dr. Seuss look. Um, yeah. There is a film called The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T, which predates this one. It was made in the late 50s, and it's the only film that was written for by Dr. Seuss. And, um, and the, the whole aesthetic of the two films are quite similar, except 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T had money thrown at it. <laughs> Whereas I'm really not sure what was thrown at uh, Sanity well, Clause. Uh, claws. According to Wikipedia, $200,000. Oh, there you go. I think it was $2 million for 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. But even $200,000 sounds a lot. It does for those days. For, for what, what, what we end up with. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd say it is that nobody should watch this really because it's an hour and 20 minutes that is, I mean, it's probably better spent doing something else, isn't it? Oh, yeah, completely. But there were 
once you're in it and you're sort of luxuriating in the the awful bath of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, there are some really charming bits about it, I thought. Where? Well, there's there's a bit where they are they're on Mars. The Martians are on Mars and, and as you said, all of the kids are just watching endless Earth TV shows. And um, they can't, they're not eating and they're not sleeping properly and all of the parents on Mars are really, really worried. And so they, they decide to call on the, the elder. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Um, but there's like lovely bits of dialogue because they're trying to make it sound all sort of folk, folkloric, I think. And so the leader of the Martians is called Kima. And, and, and Kima's wife sort of, you know, he says, what are we going to do about the children? And she says, Kima, why don't you go into the forest and see the ancient one? <laughs> Did she actually say forest? Because they don't yes. go to a forest. They, she said forest. Why don't you go to the forest and see Chochum, the ancient one? Chochum is sort of like a, a sort of like a mad Gandalf. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, who's been on? Who's, who's been on the the Christmas sherry? And he's been woken up, and he's not happy. And he's not happy about it. And he says that. And there's the, and this is the sort of I think the message of the film. He oh. says that <laughs> it has a message. <laughs> that the problem with all the Martian kids is that they're not allowed to have a childhood. We have no children on Mars. They have children's bodies, but with adult minds. They do not have a childhood. That as soon as they're born, they're fed information, and he says that they're adults as soon as they can walk. But he and he says that they must be allowed. They must be allowed to have a childhood. They must be allowed to learn to play and to have fun. And they and then they decide that the reason that Earth kids are like playing and have fun is because they've got Santa Claus, and the Martians don't have Santa Claus. But instead of thinking, <laughs> well, why don't we, why don't we get someone to dress up as Santa Claus? Yeah, and create a immediate... capitalist system. Yes, they immediately go for. Well, we've got to kidnap him. Yeah, which, which is seems ex- out of character because they seem like they're nice people, uh, Martians. Yeah, a bit strict, but nice. A bit strict, absolutely. But yeah. Then they get on the spacecraft, spaceship, and they go to Earth. What did you think of the design of the spacecraft? Oh, spacecraft it's def- number one. It's 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 Plan Nine from outer space. It's like yeah. it's just cupboards it's and doors. So and, it's so and, funny, and isn't it? The electronics is the, is yeah. just hilarious. They're just behind. It's in you know, like a coal bunker. <laughs> and the got- special radar system is in a is is in like a coal bunker in the side. Yeah. That they've you can got put people in. Well, they've got it's in the radar box. It's the it? radar a, box. Because there's it. a bit where somebody says, "Check the radar box," and there's so many bits like that that are lovely. Where in you know, like if you're watching um, a hospital drama, there's this endless jargon that is really confusing, and it's just like means nothing. Theirs is so ordinary; it's excellent. So there's like the ra- the radar box, and then there's another the thing that made me laugh was when they were about to land. And they said, lower the landing legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that should be problematic for the robot that's about to appear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and again, there's some really lovely little little bits in this. So when, when the spacecraft is, is travelling towards Earth, I love the bit. They cu- kept cutting back to the, a newscaster on Earth who was sort of explaining what was going on. 
Earth has seen that there's a, an unidentified flying object and then it vanishes and it cuts to the newscaster who says, Here is another UFO bulletin. The Defense Department has just announced that the unidentified flying object has suddenly disappeared from our radar screen. They believe the object has either disintegrated in space or it may be a spaceship from some other planet which has the ability to nullify our radar beams. <laughs> I was able to absolutely <laughs> nail exactly what the what the thing was. I thought that was so lovely. Now you alluded to it earlier as well, but can we just mention briefly um, what we think of <laughs> what we think of one of the Martians having a moustache? Yeah, the the villain of the piece. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, I, can't I refused. I refused to remember it. I'm not going to fit the their names into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, that moustache is brilliant. It's beefy. That moustache is beefy. It is beefy, isn't it? It's a yeah. Ned Flan- proper Ned Flanders, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dear. All right, so and then, then they get to the North Pole, which is where yeah. Santa Claus lives. Can we talk briefly about the polar bear? Polar bear, the lovely polar bear. <laughs> oh, I mean, you would just want to cuddle the polar bear. <laughs> I think actually the thing that that makes it so um, unfrightening is the kids. They just sort of stare at it. Yeah. Well, and the fact that it's very clearly someone in a polar bear suit. I mean, it looks like they're in a onesie. Yeah, it is. I've seen people in in, uh, local supermarkets. Yeah, who look like more realistic polar bears. Scarier than that polar bear. (laughs) It's when we're in the in the North Pole that we get to see <gasps> the thing we were wanting to see, <laughs> the robot. Torg. Why Torg, do you think? Why, wh- it's an anagram of Gort. Yeah, that, no, that does make sense, doesn't it, that it's a, an anagram of Gort from the day the earth yeah, stood still. Um, so the day the earth stood still predates this film by over a decade. Yeah. Yeah, so Gort obviously looming large on the in the imagination of the was, of the filmmakers. Big favourite for kids. There was merch. So naturally, they stick in uh, a robot in this f- amusingly called Torg, which everyone would have realised was a, an anagram of of Gort. Yeah, yeah. And it, this this one is literally looks like it's made out of cereal boxes. This one, yeah. I, I was thinking, you know how we've often described some of the robots of the nineteen thirties as looking like a kid has drawn them or that you know and and this really looks like a kid has made it as well doesn't it yeah completely designed by the two kids it's pursuing i'm sure yeah they've put them to work as not just little actors but they've they've actually designed and created the robot yeah and it is i mean as you say it looks like it's made out of cereal boxes that has been covered in foil and then like cut they've cut out a few knobs and buttons and sort of stuck them on and some of them have fallen off and so they've stuck them back on with sellotape. I mean, I it's, think it, it's, it's the, it is the, by far the most rubbish robot we've seen, is. I think. And I think inside that robot there's a man in a polar bear onesie and I think he's just, <laughs> he goes straight from the polar bear scene into Torg. No doubt. I mean, there's not much more to say about Torg, I don't think. Other no. than that, he is—he's one of those. Again, he fits into that mold of robot that we've seen, where everyone in the story is sort of going, "Oh God, this m- robot can do anything. This will sort things out." Uh, you know, should we really release the robot because, oh, you know, he might do so much harm? And then when you see the robot and you see him picking up the children, I mean, it's just 
I mean, it's it's pathetic. Well, they just they jump into his arms, basically. They do. He doesn't pick them up. <laughs> um, so then the the robot is then sort of subdued by uh, Santa Claus. Who, oh, who yeah. sort of like he he charms him with his with his just general like joy. He go, they go into the, the the workshop and it's not even terrifying. He just walks in and then he stops, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> the guy that with the it. porno tash freezes a couple of the uh, the the little workers, yeah. the elves. Uh, and then uh, they they grab Santa Claus and they're off again and they leave the robot. Yeah, and that's it for the robot, isn't it? He's in he's yeah, in it for about it. four minutes, four joyous minutes. He's there just to keep Mrs. Claus company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they return to Mars, and I mean Father Christmas seems quite chilled about the fact that he's basically going to spend the rest of his life on Mars. He's sort uh, of a when, bit like, oh, 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 okay. And the kids are all sad at one point. And then Kimar, who's a quite nice, he's quite a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He says, have we have we upset you in any way? And they're like, no, uh, no. Just going to bed. We, yeah, we're just going to go to bed. No, you've treated us very well, Kimar and Moomar. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to bed and then they realise that that they need, they're, they're, they're homesick and they need to go home. And so it all works out. And then there's someone on Mars who there's one of the Martians who who wants to dress up as as Santa Claus, the comedy so, foil. Yeah, and so he he <laughs> he becomes Santa Claus on on Mars, and at the end, Santa Claus and the kids return back to Earth. I was thinking to myself as I was watching all of this, how much of Earth's uh, sort of Christian festivals the Martians knew the ins and outs of. Because at one stage, somebody, one of them starts singing Jingle Bells. And they, how do they know that? Because the other thing that they knew all about were, in, were Earth food. All the food they ate was Earth food in pill form. In pill form, yeah. <laughs> Milk in a yeah, pill. it's like, oh, what's this pill? It's a banana split pill or a chocolate cake <laughs> pill or whatever. You, think you must have your own food on Mars that you can you can just be into. I don't know. I think I honestly think you're looking a bit too deeply well, into it. Well, I was thinking to myself <laughs> that perhaps oh, the Martians oh. should be focusing more on exploring and developing their own indigenous cultures, and not trying to yes. um, not trying to you know to be subjugated by Earth's. Um, ones and instead of leaving tech all over Earth for us to <laughs> leaving cardboard boxes, <laughs> leaving cardboard with, with foil on. <laughs> anyway, the other my other observation I've just got here because of the the, the tight fitting Martian costumes. Well, yeah, they I've were just a put, bit tight. <laughs> I've just put there's a lot of moobs on Mars. <laughs> yeah, there were <laughs> an awful lot of moobs. <laughs> mm. Okay, so I mean, let's why don't we as we do it every week, but. Um, so Torg, um, shit robot. Oh God, yeah, he's right up there. <laughs> At some point soon, we should do a league table, shouldn't we? Yeah, completely. Uh, Torg, Torg is up there. He's yeah. the, he's the he's the standard, the gold standard. Yeah, I I mean, for me, Torg is right up there, which me- which means that this film has a has a little place in my heart. I think. Oh wow. You d- there is a little aside to this. Yeah, that, go on. Um, the, um, this, in the 90s, this film was shown on Mystery Science Theatre 3000 and, and gained a little kind of traction. 
No, it was also in uh, the syndicated series Canned Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's brought it's brought brought Christmas cheer and joy to to people for decades. Yeah, yes, it's up there. And I'm down there. Yeah. And there we have it. Goodness. One extraordinary instalment of this podcast that was <laughs> that was. <laughs> but but uh, it's, this is not as we said just a rehash of an old episode because we have new information to tell you about uh, Santa Claus conquers the Martians, including something that you've just told me, Stephen Murray, that blew my little socks off about Mrs. Claus. Yeah, it's the first film appearance of Mrs. Claus. So Santa Claus's wife makes her debut in this film. Amazing. Okay, what other new information have you got about this film? Again, probably giving it a bit more importance than it should have. But uh, the different colours of the of Voldar and Kibar's face, which are green and red, is a little nod towards John Carter uh, on Mars's series, whereas uh, half of the Martians have got green bodies and half of the Martians have got red bodies, which causes them to be fierce rivals. It, it's so hard to tell when you watch it on YouTube because the, yeah. the quality of the picture is so poor. And um, then uh, Kevin Bacon is watching the film. Yeah at the uh, beginning of the Guardian of the Galaxy's Christmas special. Yeah. He's so that, watching it and he's laughing. Yeah. So that was out last Christmas. So so it really does have, I think, it, I think that shows maybe more than anything, the sort of cultural currency that, 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 that Santa Claus Conquers the Martians has in America. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in America. Yeah. And of course, what is more Christmassy? Than lovely sausages wrapped in Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a funny feeling down below when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we hope that you enjoyed that little sort of trip down memory lane for us. And if you missed it, the podcast the first time, then you know it's it's all good, isn't it? No, you know, all fine. So. The next films we're going to be looking at are not films at all. They're television programs uh, from Japan. One that is called Tetsujin 28 and one that is called Gigantor. And I think that Gigantor is the robot that is in both those series. So, brush up on your Japanese. We will see you next time for another thrilling episode of 50 Years of Shit Robots. Goodbye. Goodbye. What is a Christmas? It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth.